Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, Foo followers around the world. Welcome to the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast. My name is Ben Johnson. This is episode 12. Remember, you can keep up to date with the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast by subscribing via iTunes. That way you will never miss an episode. And if you like the show, why not tell a friend and help to spread the word of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast. We are also on Twitter and on Facebook and on Instagram. And if you want to drop me an email, then the email address is hello at kungfumovieguide.com. Okay, really big show today. Thank you for downloading and thank you for listening. Here we go. Well, if you're really so determined to have a fight, then I'll oblige. well 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 hello ladies and gentlemen boys and girls around the world foo followers everywhere thank you very much for tuning into this episode 12 of the kung fu movie guide podcast really glad that you could join me we've got an action-packed show today um not one not two but three guests in a bit, you will hear my conversation with the great Katrina Durden. Uh, Katrina worked on the Doctor Strange film, which came out last year, which was uh, really good fun. She played one of the zealots alongside quite a, a premier cast of, of UK martial arts talent, uh, Zara Fifian and Scott Adkins among them. So it was really good to chat to Katrina and catch up with her and see what she's up to. Uh, But before we go over to that conversation, I spoke to the writers and directors and stars of the new British martial arts movie, The Real Target, uh, Yolanda Lines and David Chung, who I have actually spoken to on the podcast before. Uh, So I first met David and Yolanda, also known as the Kung Fu Couple, uh, I met them last year at the Fighting Spirit Film Festival. That was covered on, on episode five, I believe. So if you want to go back and listen to the, my first conversation with David and Yolanda, it's, that's where it is. Um, and that was just as they'd made the short film of The Real Targets and they were screening it at the Fighting Film Fighting Spirit Film Festival. And now through their Indiegogo campaign, they've managed to raise enough money to get the feature film off the ground. So that's really exciting. And I had a chat with them last week just to have a catch up and see how filming is going. So we've got that to look forward to. Um, I won't chat too much at this beginning bit because there is quite a lot to get through. There's a few things that I wanted to just quickly mention Um, The film Triple Threat is now filming in Thailand, and this just seems to get bigger and better. More and more cast members being added to this film, and it's being directed by Britain's very own Jesse V. Johnson, so that's exciting. But the cast list uh, has just gone crazy. So initially we had Tiger Chen, 
from Man of Tai Chi and various other movies, and Iko Yue from, from The Raid, and Tony Jaa, who were the original triple threat. And then some more cast members were added, so the British UFC fighter Michael Bisping uh, was added, and then Scott Adkins and Michael Jai White have got involved. And then we've just learned that Jai Yanin is now in the movie, and the action choreography is going to be done by Chad Starheski uh, from 8711. So that's absolutely bonkers. It seems almost uh, too good to be true, that uh, cast list, but uh, we very much look forward to that. And if you follow uh, Tony Jarr or Scott Atkins over Instagram or Twitter, you can see various photos that uh, they've been uploading. And that's fun and good to watch and follow uh, over social media. So uh, log on and do that. That's called Triple Threat. Uh, we, we cannot wait to, to see the results of that movie. Um, also, I saw Ghost in the Shell. Uh, last week and the review is up it's up on the website um, look I thought it was a, a, a thoroughly entertaining sci-fi action film it's not quite the uh, it doesn't quite have the existential uh, heft of the original uh, anime film uh, and associated uh, manga and uh, TV series but uh, I didn't actually mind it. I thought it was okay. I, I didn't really touch upon this in the review, but the the, the whitewashing uh, debate, uh, which still rages online, and uh, recently I've been reading that Paramount uh, believed that it did have implications into the success of the movie and its sort of limited box office returns. Um, so I don't want to say too much about that, other than there's lots of uh, interesting articles out on the web, which you can go and check out. And one that I would recommend um, just with regards to the whitewashing uh, debate and in particular to uh, Ghost in the Shell uh, is an article by Emily Yoshida on The Verge and that goes into the background uh, of uh, manga in Japan and the depiction of, of uh, Japanese uh, identity and this whole issue of cultural appropriation. It's a very interesting read and uh, contains a lot of good backgrounds uh, if you want to read up more uh, about why this whitewashing debate, particularly with regards to Ghost in the Shell, is, is such an issue. And it clearly is an issue. Uh, and uh, that's, that's an interesting place to go to if you want to read a bit more about that. Also, um, just a bit of a plug here. Roman from the website Budomates. Uh, got in touch with me to contribute to one of his articles that he's putting up on Donnie Yen. Um, so I was included in a sort of experts roundup uh, discussing Donnie's career and uh, the amazing success that he's been having in Hollywood. So I shared my thoughts uh, alongside some great writers and, and bloggers and people like Mike Leader and, and uh, Mike Fury and the guys at Asian Film Strike, Film Combat Syndicates. Uh, Eastern film fans, martial arts, action cinema, all great uh, websites and great company to be a part of. So um, there you go, a little plug there. If you want to read my thoughts on Donnie Yen, head over to Budo Mate. Uh, thank you, Roman, for uh, thinking of me and uh, for reaching out uh, as a contributor. That that was great. And remember, if you do want to drop me a line, if you've got a question or uh, maybe a guest that you want to hear or hear on a future episode of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast, uh, or anything at all, really, just drop me a line. Hello at kungfumovieguide.com. Okay, so let's crack on. Uh, before we get to Katrina Durden, 
uh, and my conversation with her. Uh, let's go over to my chat with the stars and the writers and the directors of The Real Target, Yolanda Lines and David Chung. These guys are known as the Kung Fu couple. David's uh, David's career is is quite interesting. He uh, had a supporting role in the Johnny Depp film Mort Decay, um, which you can go online and see the fight scene that he did there. And there is a little bit of a link up between Katrina and uh, David Chung. They both work together on the Street Fighter Resurrection web series directed by Joey Anser. And I was watching a Jason Statham film the other day, Hummingbird, which is quite a decent Jason Statham film. Uh, and he cropped up in that as well. So he's got uh, quite a, a, an interesting background, uh, David. And the two of them are known as the Kung Fu Couple. Uh, they're currently filming The Real Target here in London. Uh, and I caught up with them the other day to talk about how it's all going. So here we go. Here is my chat with Yolanda Lines and David Chung. Hello, good morning. Morning to you both. Hello. How are you? <laughs> yeah, good, good. It's a beautiful day here, um, which is uh, which is amazing. Last time we spoke, you just done the short film, uh, and it was at the Fighting Spirit Film Festival. Uh, and then there was talk that you were going to obviously put the feature film together. Uh, and then there was the crowdfunding, and then all that was kicking off. And now, obviously, you're actually you know, in the thick of it and, and, and filming it. So I just wanted to catch up with you guys and just sort of see, you know, how has the last year been with this project? It's, um, yeah. yeah. And how, how it's all going really. Yeah, it's really good. Um, it's going very well. It's, uh, long filming days and not very much sleep, but it's going very well. Yeah. And been really lucky to gather a really strong team together of passionate people who are really excited to produce their best work and we've got some really cool locations we've built a interior hacking room in our house <laughs> nice <laughs> which we're sitting in right now cool and, uh so yeah it has you know the film life has taken over our lives but it's yeah. really fun and really exciting so we don't mind <laughs> yeah so are you because i know you were you were um you were crowdfunding to get money for the full feature film but i know that you're still you're still asking for funding and for involvement in the movie is that is that correct yeah so we are looking at multiple ways of um funding the full feature film we're in talks with a few producers who are interested. The crowdfunding is just to help us kickstart and start 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 something off, basically. Because yeah. it's hard to do something when there's no budget. Our so. first our first film uh, our first scene that we filmed for this film as well was we've had uh, eighty to a hundred people involved wow. over the days. So um, you know, is we have to be smart in our filmmaking and make sure that we can get the best out of the funds that we have raised, um, you know, work with that in the most effective way to produce the best quality footage that we can in order to show what the film is all about as well. So we're looking to put a trailer together with what we've filmed so far. 
and we're heading out to Cannes Film Festival and we'll be showing the trailer off while we're out there and yeah we're just kind of we're learning as as we go along as well in 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 filmmaking and feature filmmaking so it's obviously much different to making a short it's a much bigger project but yeah is that is that what you so what have you learned most would you say just from <clears throat> just from this experience is it just the logistics of it is it just getting you know all those people uh, involved <laughs> I would say the logistics is very important. Yeah. Um, having the right team, having the right crew, having the right people around you to help, like with the different departments. Like for example, set design. You need to plan that in advance. You need to get all the like set props and everything. Like early. Yeah, we have our set designer we'll to... Dem- Denisa Dumitrescu. She managed to create an amazing set on a very minimal budget and the same for this hacking room scene and it was purely down to uh, really great teamwork really great communication and planning and you know really planning in advance we spoke to her month in advance so that we were all on the same page and I think that's that across the board with all aspects of the film planning with everybody in advance makes a difference because you don't want to do something twice you have to get it right the first time yeah and i'm guessing you're you're sort of up against it with regards to how much time you've you've got to uh you know spend on the on the filming and on locations as well isn't it i guess so it's is it are you finding it um is it kind of stressful or uh, uh do you have time to enjoy it or how, how are you feeling about it it's hard work yeah it's fun yeah. It's just like crazy energy because we'll be <laughs> sleeping for two hours and working for like 15 hours and we're still like, you know, we're still going. Even when we're not on set, we're still working and planning and preparing for the Yeah, you just like, because you have such a big team behind you, like you have to like, just, you just, you just have so much energy. You're just so motivated yeah. every day. You all push each other along, I think, as well, and motivate each other. And, yeah, I mean, locations are one of the most expensive parts of uh, filmmaking, which was another reason why we thought, let's build a set in our house, um, which was key that we're able to do. But, um, you know, when we filmed in Mayfair, we had three days to shoot, and... Uh, we had 12 hours or less each day, so we had to really schedule exactly what we're going to film. And um, we had our co-directors, K&K Productions, and we also had Thomas Jenkins, our director of photography, and um, our first AD, Tom Fordham, who uh, were paramount in scheduling and doing the shot lists in advance and, and making sure that we get everything that we need in order to create a story. So, you know, there's also like script amendments that come last minute in order to meet changes in time, which is always a funny experience because everybody's yes. like, parts and we're like, no, this is more important. Than that. And then other people are like, no, this is more important. So, Fast decision making, I guess, is important. Yeah, yeah. And have you had to compromise at all on your initial? Because this, you're writing and directing this as well as being in the thing. So you guys are, you know, it's pretty full on for you guys. But have you found since you started filming that you, have you had to compromise anything with regards to the script or that initial vision that you had? 
Uh, is that, yeah, is that that changed? a lot of the script actually. Yeah. Probably half of it was broken down because of just the, uh, because we could only hire the location for three days that week due to budget. Yeah. And then because of the amount of hours we're contracted to film there for, so we only had like ten hours to film each day. Yeah. So we we had to like chop the script in half. We had to. Um, cut a lot of the like funny and yeah we had some really great we we had some really great moments in the film that we wanted to capture that were funny entertaining that would build suspense but different characters but then you know it's we have when you take stuff out of your script you have to think okay if i take this out will the overall story be affected yeah and if if it isn't then we take it out and there were some parts that we just really didn't want to take out. We've never had to argue over the script and the same with our co-directors and first AD. It's not a case of arguing with them. Sometimes it's a case of, please, can we leave this in? But, um, you know, it's not... Everybody, yeah, everyone has the film in mind, you know, the best intentions for the film and we'd much rather cut things out and create quality content rather than try and be too ambitious, film too much, film it really badly and not get all the shots that we need and not have the full story. So, you know, it is important that, you know, we all listen to each other and do always do what is best for the film. I see how it is. What would you say is the, the real take-home thing that you've learnt the, the most that, uh, you know, has surprised you maybe about going through this whole filmmaking process? Is there something that, you know, you've really learnt from this? I think don't be afraid to aim too high. Yeah. Because, you know, when we first thought, let's make a feature, I'll be honest, in my mind, I thought, oh, this is, this is going to be a big deal. Yeah. But... Um, and, you know, it, it takes up a lot of time and a lot of hard work. But I was really, really surprised at just how many people were interested, how many brands, producers. We've, we've been in meetings in, in crazy production offices in Hollywood. Wow. And, and it's just like, you just, I didn't expect our first feature to have this much interest to have gathered this many conversations, this many opportunities. Um, and what's, so what's the, what's the feedback you've been getting from, from these guys then? Are they, they're just totally on board with the script and the concept, the idea behind it. And obviously they're buying into, cause they're buying into you two really, aren't they? I think at first when we tell people, okay, we're making a, a action feature film and it's um we're saving the world from weapons of mass destruction the initial kind of reaction is oh that's a big (laughs) big big concept yeah and then we show them what we've done so far and then they're like oh okay you're capable of doing this the only challenge ahead is um to secure funding and also decide which country we're going to film in because we have had potential offers to shoot full feature but not necessarily in the UK so it again it's kind of jiggling things around it's thinking about logistics thinking about travel thinking about um 
how the script would work if filmed in another country, what we would have to change. So being adaptable is really important. You must be very much pleased with how, you know, you've assembled quite an awesome cast and crew and everyone sort of behind the project. I mean, that must be quite encouraging in many ways. It's insane. Yeah. And having, when we were on set for the first time and I saw everyone come together, it's I surreal. literally had goosebumps. Yeah. It was crazy. And the effort that everyone puts in, I, I just was completely overwhelmed at just how hardworking everyone was. Everyone was so keen to put in their best work and show their best, you know, just do their absolute best. And I just <coughs> really couldn't. And, you know, I had high expectations, but they were completely blown out of the water. Yeah. They were such a great team. And, and same with the cast. You know, we've had all these characters in our minds for the past year planning well, more than a year now, but planning who's going to do what role and, and writing these characters. And then to see the characters come to life was just a magical moment. It was yeah. really amazing. And uh, I enjoyed that video Master Wong did with the uh, your uh, guns versus kung fu thing to, to help uh, promote yeah, the movie. Yeah. That's really cool. What's it like to be working with him? He seems like he's got it's a lot of energy. energy. <laughs> he's got so much energy. Yeah. He's just so supportive. He's yeah. just got so much ideas. He just loves it. Yeah. He's so good with someone who's on the same same wavelength and he's just as motivated and energetic as us. He's really helped us in terms of, you know, he's obviously got a very big social media following and um, he's helped us and advised us in ways of marketing our film, which has really helped. And with regards to, I know we've touched on sort of compromise there and obviously that's the nature of the industry, isn't it, I guess, when you're up against it. But um, I'd imagine, obviously, you know, you both being big kung fu uh, practitioners and movie fans that, you know, the compromise on the action side is obviously something that um, uh, I'd imagine you'd be reluctant to compromise too much on that. We over-prepared for the action so as not to compromise. We had rehearsals with the entire stunt team beforehand. Um, we filmed handheld, which meant it was a lot faster to film, yeah. which meant we could capture as much of the action as possible. And we literally filmed every single angle before we went onto the film set, which is really great. Yeah. We've had some crazy stunts in this film already, um, which, again, is something that you have to prepare for from the production side of things it's you know making sure everybody's got health and safety insurance yeah because you you don't want to take a bad tumble do you then you know if one of you guys are out of action then that's yeah that's that's not going to be uh that's going to delay things isn't it we've got so in this in this particular scene um we're in the lead bad guy's mansion and everything kicks off and he's got a ton of armed bodyguards and security uh, they're called falcon security guards and we literally chose our biggest baddest stunt friends and yeah. uh, we know to come and get involved and do some crazy stunts and action fight scenes for this scene and yeah there's one very big stunt that we did which took up quite a bit of time on the day just because preparation was um you know the, the preparation was essential to make sure that it was uh, that it was going to go well and it went very well and a uh, big thumbs up to Alex Brack stuntman for <laughs> taking one for the team and doing a great job 
if you had a call out to people listening and you wanted people to get involved and back the project, what is it um, you know that people can do uh, in order to do that? And also, what sort of things are you offering? Because you've got certain perks and things, haven't you, with you know people who back the project and invest in it? Yeah, we've got... So this film, the way we've made it so far, has been quite different to a lot of films in that we have so many opportunities for people to get involved, which has been amazing because we have, in doing that made such amazing friends with people who have got involved from around the world. We've had people from Sweden, from Switzerland, from Washington, from New York um, get involved and come on board the film. So we have really built a big family. But for anyone wanting to um, get involved and support the film, we do still have an Indiegogo campaign uh, running where people can um, back the film but also in return they can get some really exciting perks and opportunities so if anyone's interested in being in a film getting being behind the scenes having a day behind the scenes and seeing how it all works or getting any exciting like merchandise or anything like that then yeah there's loads of opportunities so that could be anyone who's even you know uh, studying film or wants to get involved in a bit of experience on an actual set you know they can you'd welcome that absolutely yeah. and also we are also offering chance to come along to our VIP film screening later in the year so yeah absolutely be offering that opportunity yeah, too we have the perks there already we've had some people um purchase the perks to attend red carpet screening where they can take photos with the casting crew get selfies with the actors and everything so and just you know if anybody wants to meet any of the crew or find out more about filmmaking and how to get involved then that's quite a cool place to go and find out more because everyone will be there <laughs> cool cool um just individually, just before we um, uh, wrap this up, um, are you guys, are you, you're both just sort of super focused on real target right now? Or are you, because I know when we spoke last time, both individually, you had your own sort of uh, things that you were working on. I just wondered if there's, you know, any any further uh, progression with, with any of that stuff. David, I know you were working on, um, well, you were into the Soho Jimbo short and then Tengu as well was... Um, was uh, sort of uh, murmuring away in the background. I didn't know if there was... Is there any word on either of those so, projects? Me and um, the director of Tengu were, in t- were basically um, in the script stage of doing the feature. So we're trying to finalise the script for that. And, um, yeah, we, I mean, we've got other projects on the minds as well, as well as the real target. But the main focus is the real target feature film yeah but we we never stop like having ideas we're so like um what's that word hungry <laughs> <No>. yeah. <laughs> well yeah hungry well creative. we're hungry for creating yeah we're hungry for you know um inspiring and motivating and just showing off what we can do you know and yeah so basically we do have other projects um that we are in the idea stage and just write notes about it and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And and also we have a script in mind for Real Target 2, which sounds crazy, but wow. you know, the story continues. So Yeah. Franchise. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yolanda, are you what's cause I know when we spoke last time there was some cool stuff um, that was kicking off with you as well. I didn't know if there's any is there anything else you can share about about any of that? The real target is my main priority. Yeah. Um, of course, 
and uh, but there are other little things, films here and there. Cool. Good. <laughs> well, listen, um, I, I put a little bit of money to, towards it myself and I'm, I'm very excited to, to see, you know, the real target and how it all sort of progresses and stuff. I'll keep in touch as you guys progress. And yeah, I wish you both all the best. Thank you yeah, so thank much. Thank you very much. Thank cool. you. You have a lovely day. Thank you. you. Too. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. 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 There we go. That's some nice dramatic music to end on. Uh, that's uh, David and Yolanda. That's the Kung Fu couple. Good to catch up with those guys. Um, you can support their film project, The Real Target, by go into their Indiegogo page. That you can, they're still taking donations. And as they were saying there, they welcome anyone who wants to get involved, uh, get a bit of experience uh, on a real film set. Um, if you want to do that, just get in touch with David and Yolanda. Uh, go through their Facebook page, and they're also on Twitter as well. There's some great perks on their Indiegogo page and just some great opportunities to get involved. So go and check that out. Uh, best of luck to both of them. Now, Katrina Durden. Katrina, this was great. It was great chatting to Katrina. She's worked with Joey Answer quite a bit. She's worked with Joey on the Street Fighter Resurrection web series. Um, and she was working on that when she found out that she got the call for Doctor Strange, which is this great uh, sci-fi Marvel comic book yarn. If you've not seen Doctor Strange, it's a, it's, it's a fun movie, so go and check it out. Uh, Katrina played the role of the blonde zealot. Uh, she's one of Mads Mikkelsen's uh, groups, so wherever Mads goes, um, Katrina goes. And this was great to just hear about her experiences making Doctor Strange and obviously working with the likes of uh, Tilda Swinton and Chiwetel Ejiofor and Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, which uh, is a very great company to uh, be around. So here we go. This is my conversation with Katrina Durden. I understand you. You must be pretty. Well, you pretty busy. I, I guess off the back of. Doctor Strange, is it all gone a little bit mental? A little bit mental, a little bit. It's just, yeah, a bit disorganised. You know how the world of filming and martial arts and everything works? Everything's last minute. Everything's kind of super disorganised, super just yeah. when you know I know sort of thing, which yeah. is always yeah, on the day or whatever. But yeah, no, it's all good. It's, you know, part of the, part of the joy part of it of the all. process. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, but I mean, have you noticed, I guess, off the back of Doctor Strange, as things things have uh, obviously that's you know the, the, the things have picked up quite a bit. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. like I got a new agent off the back of Strange, and um, things sort of started to pick up slowly after my career. I know, like you know, I'm on I'm on the radar a little bit more yeah. now. I was, you know, I was, I was a newbie. I still kind of am a newbie, really, uh, in this whole in the in the whole industry. And yes, yeah. yeah, so it's nice to have this as my kind of good springboard up for me you know yeah yeah absolutely um and there's such a lot of love for that film it did it did so well didn't it i mean it was really you must you must be super chuffed with um you know how it, how it's all sort of panned out oh for sure i mean like to be part of it and to know that i was a part of that however small you know my little part of it was is incredible because these people are like the top of their game you know best yeah. in the industry so it's it's a real honor to get the opportunity to work and learn tilda is just incredible 
Mads Mikkelsen is amazing, Benedict Cumberbatch, Benedict Wong, Chiwetel Ejiofor, everyone in the, involved with that film was, as I said, top of their game. So having the opportunity to work with them, pick their brains, you know, it's it was an honor and a pleasure. And that's, yeah, for sure. It's great to have have it all happen, happen in England, or a lot of it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, you filmed a lot of it in England, didn't you? Yep, we filmed yeah. a lot of it filmed a lot of it in Surrey actually <laughs> and on location uh, as well but yeah a lot of it was in the UK but then they also went to Nepal uh, Hong Kong and we went to New York and LA with them so that was cool awesome were you how much of the how much were you a part of that then because I know you're in the you're in the movie I guess where you know as one of the zealots you're wherever Mads Mikkelsen sort of goes you're uh, part of his kind of crew aren't you really so um so I, I mean I guess you must have been you know, how, I mean, how long were you were you on the set for? How long was the the shoot for that movie? Um, well, we were we were involved with it for quite a while, I guess. I think rehearsals and shooting was about eight months, uh, but wow. kind of obviously then there were like sort of gaps, and then we went back for reshoots, so it was all kind of extended. But um, it was a long, kind of long time because, as you said, like we were always with Mad, so wherever Mad was, we were. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, it was great because we got to, yeah, be around and learn. And I mean, I'm a big, I'm a big kind of, I'll always be a student, so to speak. So, I mean, filmmaking and martial arts are my two biggest passions in life. Yeah. So to get the opportunity to, you know, be a fly on the wall often and, you know, pick the brains of, you know, whoever, the camera guys, the grips, the makeup department, whoever. And then also like my fellow castmates and my fellow, I guess, martial artists, a lot of them, you know, a lot of them have been my heroes, like someone like Scott, Zara, they were really inspirational for me when I was coming up. And, you know, so to get to call them friends um, and colleagues is is an honor as well. And um, so, yeah, so it was a great, great learning experience and just that length of time to be involved with it was, and, yeah, awesome. And, and, and what, uh, on one project as well, it must have been kind of mind blowing to go from, I guess, you know, sort of the, the short films and the stuff that you you've done in the past, to then suddenly to be launched in, you know, this whole other, <laughs> you know, the Marvel franchise movies are just, you know, off the, off the scale, aren't they? So that must have um, that must have been quite a quite an eye opener, I'd imagine. Yeah, I mean, because um, I did Street Fighter as well last yeah. year, and that kind of like that was sort of you know the big, I guess, my real beginning, but. Uh, yeah. Well, like, yeah, it was all indie stuff and smaller work. So to kind of, when I remember when I first got the call for the audition, I, like, you know, I went in, I knew it was a Marvel project. You know, we weren't told what it was, but, you know, we, we knew it was a Marvel project. We kind of guessed. And anyway, so I just went in. I thought I flunked the audition. I was like, oh, you know, whatever. It was a great experience. It was great to, you know. What made leave. you think you flunked it? I mean, us us actors are probably quite hard on ourselves um, <laughs> but it's just yeah i guess it's it's just the whole auditioning process is quite a tough one isn't it yeah um, yeah you got you, you give your opinion or your kind of take on someone else's work and, yeah were yeah. they auditioning you were they giving you lines then or were you like was it very much a, a performance thing or what what was how did that audition go yeah well we had a full on kind of three scene uh or acting audition which was kind of the main bulk of our audition um so i think our we were we did have some dialogue which ended up kind of you know there was stuff that got cut um 
Yeah, I mean, it was that, and then we had a stunt assessment, so we kind of, we were we were required to do both, um, which was wicked, I guess. As I said, filmmaking, acting, and martial arts are my two biggest passions in life, so yeah. to get the opportunity to do both at the same time is like, psh, yes. Yeah. Or in a child going, are you, like, just losing its mind? I mean, I, I was a big, big comic book fan, uh, big action movie fan, big, you know... I was just a bit of a tomboy growing up, so I kind of came up with video games and, yeah, as I said, comic books, movies, all the rest of it. So to be part of Marvel, I mean, yeah, my inner child, yeah, went yeah. went eight. So were you being a comic book fan then? Were you familiar with Doctor Strange the comic then bef- before, or was it a new thing? Not so much because I think like Doctor Strange is more around like sort of sixties, seventies, later right. on, or earlier, should I say, and. Kind of my generation was much more. I loved X Men. I was an X Men girl. Yeah. Uh, I loved Wolverine. I loved Deadpool. I loved like. I thought I was rogue. I was in love with yeah. Gambit. So as a kid, it was like, yeah, that was. Those were kind of my my favorite Marvel characters, and those are the ones that I kind of knew most about. And Doctor Strange, I kind of came up and like you know, but I was never really aware. So it was only later on, kind of as I got older, more aware of the kind of multiverse that I became aware of Doctor Strange and not to the level that I did and, you know, I didn't know as much as after I actually began obviously researching for the film and for the part and just for the character in general. And, yeah, that was really interesting, learning another Marvel character. But, again, like, the 60s and 70s was just such a cool time period as well. So And it it sort of retains that sort of um, sort of hippie 60s kind of thing, doesn't it? In a, in a way, even in the modern version, I know there's a lot of updates and changes to it, but, you know, that sort of, you know, that there's, there's, it's got an element of psychedelia to it. Yeah, for sure. And that's awesome, you know, like, and that's what the film, like, what the film portrayed that really, really well yeah. as well. You know? And um, just to get those kind of trippy visuals and those kind of, you know, just, I mean like get a vfx department that's incredible and just tell them to go crazy and that's what it's amazing a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. What if I told you The reality you know is one of many. This doesn't make any sense. Not everything does. Not everything has to. So, do you remember getting the call when you'd, you know, when you'd won the, when you'd got the parts? Can you remember where you were and uh, and what what you said? I'm sure maybe an expletive or something. (laughs) Yeah, well, I was, I was, one of my 
kind of closest friends and training partners and mentors was a guy called Joey Answer. Yeah, who yeah. I'm sure you're aware of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we were actually in the gym training, uh, wow. doing some ad work. And yeah, we both, because like there was a lot of people that, well, this was for the first round of audition. And I got a call while we were training and um, yeah, just completely lost my mind. But then when I finally got confirmed about a month later, I was actually in training at, Doctor Strange HQ, basically. Right. At the so we were actually already in training and hadn't been confirmed. And when we finally got confirmed, it was, yeah, it was about a month in. And yeah, it was just, um, it was incredible. It was amazing. Yeah. Like, I've actually got a picture of myself because I was like, I'm going to take a picture of this moment. Me with the biggest, stupidest smile, just like thumbs, thumbs up to the world. Yeah. It was incredible. But I've still got that picture just for just for memory's sake. Yeah. Um, what an amazing thing to be with Joey when you got that news as well. Because I know Joey's been, a, he's been a big sort of inspiration and help, particularly with your, your own fight choreography and that, that kind of thing as well. So that must have been quite a nice um, moment to share. Yeah, it was it was awesome. I mean, Joey's been, as I said, like oh, he's almost he's like my big brother now. But like he's been a mentor to me for a long time. He's one of my closest friends, and as I said, he's also my training partner. So we train a lot together, and it's it's been an honor learning from him over the years and watching his processes. And I've learned so much about you know not just acting or martial arts or fight coordinating or fight choreography, but filmmaking itself and watching him being part of resurrection but watching him through post-production of assassin's fist and then obviously through the whole production process of resurrection it was yes yeah, i've learned so much more than a lot of people would ever get the ability to yeah. you know so yeah. i've got a, i've got a lot to thank him for so yeah. i'm always amazed with the uk film industry and how it always sort of gets slightly maligned or people only think that we do you know romantic comedies and period dramas which we do and we do do them very well um but you know people like joey and yourself zara scott adkins you know these uh, you know there's a lot of you know great british uh, talent here flying the flag for action movies do you sure think- i mean there's so much there's so much incredible talent in the UK. I yeah. mean, in Europe as well, but in the UK for sure. And I think, as I said, it's a good time for filmmaking. It's um, it's a cool time to be in action movies as well. So, like, I definitely think that there's a lot of people that that will hopefully get a platform um, where they might not have done in the past. In Hollywoods, they've got the industries all up and running. And I guess in the UK, we don't have that sort of level of resource. Or maybe that's changing. I, I don't really know. I mean, how do you... Uh, do you find are you noticing the more sort of film sets and the more stuff that you're doing around the UK that it's you know there's there's more and more resource uh, available to people yeah I mean definitely when I went to LA it's such a massive industry out there that you feel like such a tiny fish in such a huge pond and over here you feel like actually it is quite a strong and thriving pond but you feel like you can be part of it a bit more if that makes any sense it's like yeah, I think definitely it's something that will continue to grow and get bigger and bigger and bigger. Well, I hope it will. I mean, <laughs> for the sake of us, it'll be nice, yeah. you know? <laughs> but you're right. I mean, we've got the talent and the resource and the capabilities here, don't we? Um, we've you know. like some of the best crew as well. So not just yeah. even just acting or performing talent, some of the best crew um, and some some of the most like amazing locations and studio spaces too. So... I think there's yeah a lot of a lot of positive things about the UK film industry. 
did you always know you wanted to do this? Was this like, you know, from the moment from when you were a kid, you were like, you know, definitely. all I wanted to do was perform. And then all I wanted to do was perform and do martial arts. And I'd say it was like, I had a bit of a hiatus. So I kind of, I performed all my life, literally up until the age of about 18. And then I took a couple of years off because my dad passed away and I kind of, had needed the well I had responsibilities so it was kind of a case of maybe this is a pipe dream maybe this is something that I you know need to put on the back burner a bit you know get a steady job you know help my family whatever um fast forward a couple of years and you're just well I was just sitting there thinking I was like I need to do this and especially when I started to meet people certain people that really inspired me and see that people were doing what they dreamed of and you know and that I could too and that and I think I just said to myself if if I'm like I need to give myself a shot if I don't do it now I'm always going to look back and potentially regret not giving myself the opportunity to do what I really love yeah, and yeah and I mean then, well, your your family were always like your parents were always quite supportive growing up with 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 that sort of stuff that you wanted to do or, or were they like you know, Katrina, you really should, you know, do you want to become a lawyer or like get one of the you know, other professions? It's, a bit, it's always a bit of both, isn't it? I mean, yeah. my parents were, were creatives themselves and like journalists and filmmakers, like documentary stuff. And my dad was a writer and all this kind of stuff. So, I mean, they couldn't really tell me anything, if you know what I mean. No. It's like to be a to be a rebel in my house would be to be like a businessman or something. Yeah. So, like. But yeah, of course, I mean, they, my mum especially, like, you know, was quite practical and she was like, you know, it'd be great if you could be like a doctor or a lawyer, please, thank you. Um, and I think she definitely wanted that from me. And yeah, like I had a lot of options and thoughts about where I wanted to take my career. I mean, at one point way back when, even if it was for about five minutes, I considered law, you know, because yeah. <laughs> I guess partly because I, my idea of law at the time was like, oh, you get to stand up and argue and essentially perform. In <laughs> it's the, the performance. Jury. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Like, but it was all kind of tied. Eventually, it just all came back to the same thing that I wanted to perform, and because martial arts had grown into such a passion, even throughout my hiatus from performing, I that was also like I also really want to do martial arts. So yeah. I'm going to do both for the rest of my life if that's okay. And luckily, the universe will kind of facilitated a lot of like you know positive things for me I was really lucky to meet a lot of incredible people that helped me that taught me that supported me you know I think it's really difficult to be on your own in this industry and know that you've got support network and a network of people that are also you know also understand and are also involved it's it's incredible you know yeah. it makes I guess my dream was always to do what you love with the people you love and to even do that even in a little way is such a dream come true you know yeah yeah I guess it's 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 encouraging to sort of hear your story and just you know for I guess kids who are growing up and want to do a similar thing of similar passions you know just to sort of follow that and just keep keep going with it really because it, it does actually pay off doesn't it <laughs> you know in the long run I think inevitably if you are happy and you're doing what you love and you're and you work hard and you're smart about it I don't really see how like not that you can't succeed of course you know as I'm sure we can debate luck and all these sorts of concepts, but yeah. I believe I'm really fortunate and really lucky because, I mean, like, one in a million, how many people get to be part of a Marvel movie and all yeah. this, you know? So, like, I believe I'm super, super lucky, but I also know that, like, when I made my decision to do this and to really do this, I 
worked my butt off and I do every day, you know, because this is, but I love it. It's not really hard work if you love what you do, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. What, what were those early sort of films that you were watching growing up then that really caught the mind? Was there like a moment, like, I don't know, a movie that you were watching that you remember watching as a kid and you were like, oh, that's, that's the thing. That's what I need to, I need to be able to do that and I want to do that. And, that, you know, that was the catalyst. Was there a moment like that for you? First, like, so like there's, I guess there's a couple, like the first, the first adult movie that I watched, I don't know, I was about 10 or am I like, my bro on Pulp Fiction. Yeah. I was yeah. young as well. You have older, do you have an older brothers? I've got, yeah, I've got, I've got an older half sister who's married and her husband is, a, was again, a bit like a brother to me yep. when I was very little. And I've got another big brother here in London. So, um, yeah, I'm surrounded by, by, by family, yeah. by whether it be just really good friends as well. Like I, I consider my friends, my family as well. Yeah. So that's, it's always good to have I've got an older sibling but it's always good because you get the um you know they're into the cool stuff and then you're into the cool stuff before even your your friends are so you kind of get like a bit of a lead in there didn't you my my half sister's husband um was a capoeirista when and so when I was really little he'd be or he'd be you know practicing and and he'd be going to his holidays and stuff and I'd watch and I'd be fascinated and I had no concept of you know movement or whatever but yeah. he was one first people that made me do any kind of like you know press ups or just any kind of morning training to get me into that sort of mind frame and sure. he was the first one that like was like no let her watch these you know adult movies it's cool yeah. like she'll it's fine <laughs> like and yeah and I, I I remember watching that film and I was like whoa this is awesome yeah and yeah and then I fell in love with movies and then of course you know everyone's going to say the same things right Bruce Lee Jackie Chan you see sure. that Sure yeah 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 that's they still I mean those those guys still um they're, they're still so influential aren't they it's 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 kind of bizarre when you think you know what Bruce Lee died what 40 45 years ago something like that it ages you know but still it's still inspiring millions of people it's quite incredible really For sure and like you know just the way that he, you know he's on martial arts he's you know his legacy is just incredible, and yeah, it's 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 amazing that yeah these legacies live on, and inevitably yeah. that's yeah. But they were just, they were also incredible just watching that on screen and just being like, people can do that, you yeah. know. <laughs> was that was the fast that was what the the thing was for you then was just sort of marveling i guess at what the human body's capable of actually actually doing i guess was that the main that was the thing when you were sort of captivated by you know those bruce lee movies definitely i think kind of i've got a degree in human performance yeah that was kind of my fill in the gap years Uh, a lot of that was to do with sport and sport science yeah that is to do with you know how the body performs how we train that's the big part of my training was that what you did you want to go down into sort of more of a personal trainer kind of it like with the sports science thing was that a was that a sort of option for you or? I, I was fascinated by kind of biomechanics and uh, yeah. sports uh, sports strength and conditioning and that sort of stuff so elite level that's what I really I was fascinated by what that top one percent of human being could do yeah and how they could do it yeah. and and how yeah it was just all everything about the kind of yeah it's, it's like you said the fascination with the capabilities of the human body mm. that's where that came from and 
yeah, I personal trained for a long time, especially through uni and like, you know, through the gaps um, early on in my career and stuff. It was like that's and personal training was a big part of my life. Uh, it was my bread and butter. Um, and I, as I said, I'm still fascinated yeah. with, you know, training methods and that sort of stuff. And I implement it for myself at the end of the day. I still train every day. I still, you know, that's and I try and train smart because of the knowledge that I have. I think that's the other thing. Um yeah. Is that talk me through your what's your training regime like then? Are you in the you're hitting the gym every day? Is it a it's an everyday thing f for you or? What yeah, I still I still train uh, every day. I will do my kind of usual conditioning and stuff. And uh, as I said, I train with people like Joey and other kind of uh, other actors and martial artists that you know we are friends with. We all train together. We all uh, yeah we all hang out and train together, which is wicked. Cool. Um, I go I train taekwondo um, still constantly um i train gymnastics twice a week as well so it's like i yeah i'm still i still have a very very full training program wow i guess you really know how to fight but still i can handle him my first martial art i ever did was actually boxing um yeah. so I, I did kickboxing and then Later on, I joined an MMA gym and started learning kind of Muay Thai, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, submission wrestling, a lot of the quote-unquote Western styles. And then I picked up traditional styles later, kind of Wing Chun, Taekwondo. I was introduced to Taekwondo. Um, well, obviously, I knew about Taekwondo, but I was introduced to my teacher, my instructor, because one of my, who, again, another training partner and one of my closest friends is another actor and martial artist called Sia Alipur. And... He, his father and him run a Taekwondo school. Um, his father is a real old school Iranian Taekwondo master. And he, again, like having kind of grown up with sort of like the Bruce Lee mentality and kind of not really worrying too much about being belted and that sort of stuff. And he was one of the first people that really inspired me as a teacher to make me want to get a black belt from him because he was such a, just an incredible, an old school minded teacher. And I loved that. And it's so important, isn't it? That first, your first instructor that you get can be quite influential, can't, can't they? There's quite I've a. I've had a lot of instructors over the years, but it's just, it was just slightly different, I guess. And Sierra and his dad are just, are incredible at what they do. So, um, yeah, it was a real honor to kind of start working with them. I've always trained martial arts and skill sets. So, and I became fascinated with the art of kicking. Yeah. So, like, my hands were always pretty good. You know, and like my basics were all good and I'd kind of done some trapping stuff. But I wanted to be in, like inspired by people like, you know, Scott, people like Zara, Chloe Bruce. You see all these incredible martial artists. Yeah. And I want to have, have the strength and the dexterity and the control of my legs the same way that I do with my hands. And the same way that just to be a complete martial artist. But yeah, I was, I, and beautiful kicks are beautiful at the end of the day. You know, there's almost nothing more beautiful. What is it about martial arts that to you is just, you know, <clears throat> you know, you're still training every day and, and doing martial arts. So there's something that really captivated you, you about it. I guess martial arts is just something that fascinated me just more than I get the, the devils in the details, they say, and the details in martial arts are where the beauty lies as well, you know, and I, yeah, you know, slowly over the years, I've become more and more and more fascinated. Again, the deeper and deeper I go, so it's just, it's something that I, I guess, I've consciously and subconsciously built up myself. I think um, over the years, as I said, it's just been, this is who I am. This is part of, this is what I do, and it's 
just become more and more ingrained in me, yeah. I guess. Do, and I mean, I'm sure the amount of interviews you do and this question must come up, you know, all the time. So I'm sorry for, for being boring. Um, but uh, the with regards to just like female role models, I mean, did you see many growing up, I guess, within the martial arts? I know nowadays it's it's slightly different and you've, you know, you've rolled off, including yourself, but yeah, Chloe Bruce, Amy Johnson. There's a great time for female martial arts uh, movie stars and, you know, now, but I'm just wondering growing up back then, who were your role models back then? I'm very lucky to be surrounded by people that actually inspire me now. Like, my biggest motivations are some of my best friends and, yeah. Yeah, we like we trained together when Amy was in the UK. We spent a lot of time training together and hanging out, and it was wicked. And yeah, like I'm gonna go hang out with Zara next week, hopefully, and go train at her school. It's just we all kind of pull together, which is nice. But yeah, you're right. Growing up, I guess there just weren't that many. I guess we also didn't have the visibility or the kind of the um, the provision to see what was going on elsewhere. I mean, obviously now with social media and like the technology, the way it is, we just have accessibility to things at our fingertips all the time and yeah. it's incredible because if I want to be like oh you know I feel a bit crap today let me go google incredible female martial artists that is going to get me off my ass to go and train because I want to be awesome like them do you know what I mean it's yeah. like that's it's just you're you're able to do that so much easier um yeah. when I was young though I was all, one of my reason for going to train wasn't it wasn't because I saw a girl doing it and I wanted to do it I was surrounded by boys when I was young. So I was always quite rough and tumble anyway. And I always wanted to learn how to handle myself, how to learn how to fight and how to be strong. And as an insecure young girl, like most girls are, like most people are, I guess, when they're young, but like a lot of girls are, I was like, you know, I, I just, I want to be good at stuff. I want to mm. like, you know, I want to compete with the boys. I want to like, you know, I don't want to just be, you know, like not feel, you know, like good enough and stuff like that. So yeah. I, I into kind of boxing to begin with to like you know increase my confidence in a way to teach myself how to punch to teach myself how to you know just yeah just have a skill to have a physical skill set as well and that was that was self-motivation more than anything else and I mean I was you know you do the whole thing a lot of people were bullied when they were kids but I was too and that doesn't help you know so you're like I want to defend myself I want to feel strong you know <laughs> Being part of sport and being part of martial arts, I think, like, you end up being kind of, you end up being kind of the only girl in the room a lot of the time. Yeah. Right? It's just like, you know, when I was growing up. And so I kind of became, didn't really bother me. I kind of became confident in that respect that I I could hold my own in a room full of dudes if I wanted to, you know. Yeah. I, could, I could be safe and I could be heard. I could be respected as well, not just, you know, not just as a woman, but also, you know, for, for the way I think, for the way I hold myself, for the fact that I'm also strong, you know. Um, and I, I, I feel like that martial arts has been such a big part of that. I feel like that that's, I've been very lucky with the kind of people that I've worked on, worked on projects with. Um, because, yeah, I've never really felt any kind of prejudice, so to speak, and any yeah. kind of, yeah, it's been cool. But I can definitely see how that would definitely be a thing, you know. Um and I guess you know. I mean, it's 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 a more general point. I get. I, I guess about the film industry anyway. And there's a lot of, um, uh, you know, misogynism and all that sort of stuff is rife everywhere. You know, it's not even just the film industry. You know, so um, yeah, I think it's kind of part and parcel with how, however sad it is. And hopefully, it you know, this is definitely something that changes because there are so many more people. I've, I mean, even I've noticed that there are more 
more girls in martial arts class. Well, I feel like there are. Maybe maybe that's just our club. But like, you just end up seeing a lot more kids wanting to be tougher and stronger. Yeah. And I love it. I love it when a girl comes into class or I just see girls that are like, oh, what you do is cool. Or like, oh, like, you know, I want to be tough. I want to learn how to be strong as well. Like, I want to be intelligent. I want to be, you know, all these things as well as beautiful, as well as all the things that yeah. are great a woman you know zara was a big inspiration for yeah. me and like do you go how far back do you go with zara then i mean or did you meet on doctor strange or did you know each other be before that we worked on a short but i've known zara for a long time i mean you know and been a, been a, been a you know background fan of hers for a long time she's incredible you know yeah. um she's incredible as, as a martial artist as, and as an actress and then yeah getting to spend a year with her just like hanging out talking martial arts, doing martial arts um and just becoming mates it's just it, again it's been awesome it's been incredible and as i said it's a really strong place for females yeah absolutely yeah. um i i just wanted to just uh, just speaking from experience and uh, having been through this this process uh people who want to get involved and just get stuff off the ground and i mean what sort of advice would you would you offer to people i guess in uh, you know, have got a, a sort of dream and a goal and ambition to work in in movies. Would it just be, you know, just just appear and do as much work as you as you possibly can and and get out there and network that sort of thing? I'd just say, any opportunity that you can get, take it and learn as much as you can. And I think the more you learn, the more opportunities that you will eventually be ready to accept if they ever if they ever come your way. Anyway, so definitely believe that. It, if you work hard and if you put all your effort into something and if you take every positive opportunity that is thrown your way, then, you know, that's going to stack the chips in your favor, so to speak. Your skill in Kung Fu is renowned. I'd like to compliment you, Mr. Wong. So where are you at at the moment then, Katrina? Are you thinking, are you still, you're still training and doing the martial arts side of things, but are you developing your uh, your acting skills as well? Do you want to land uh, bigger roles? Do you want to continue with fight choreography or do you want to mix the two? Or what, what's, what's, where are you sort of at? As I said, always, always. Um, as I said, acting is something that I always develop. I uh, would love to get roles that have, you know, greater range i would love to do more action stuff i mean as i said martial arts filmmaking acting are my three two slash three pa passions in life but i mean all of the above basically yeah. as i said i at the moment while i've got some quiet time i will sit down and i will write i will try and learn how to write that doesn't mean necessarily i'll produce or direct or anything straight away but that's definitely something i'd love to explore one day you know yeah, yeah i would love to be the best actress i can be the very best actress that i can be because as i said performing has been with me since i was the smallest of smalls yeah. but but martial arts is also the same it's like i will always be a martial a student on my journey that's has to, again started from when i was young and that will continue till i'm old and gray um yeah, yeah did um did tilda swinton or benedict cumberbatch give you any advice or anything definitely i mean just speaking to them and picking their brains daily or kind of quite often was was an honor and they were just such nice open people um benedict was one of the first people i remember like speaking to him about drama school and he was like i've learned more on a set than i kind of you know that's useful to me and like there's as long as you learn, get advice to ask for, you know, when there's a, you know, when you have the opportunity to, like, don't be a pain in the ass, but <laughs> ask a question to someone that's at the top of their game. Like, I would ask questions to, you know, the 
director of photography to the director himself you know because i want to understand the process i want to understand everything yeah it's kind of ridiculous as that sounds i want i do want to understand everything so if i know the details i can become not only a better performer because i'm aware of what everyone else needs from me but i can then go forth and become a better filmmaker one day i can become a better martial artist you know it's it's yeah. It's all kind of part of the same thing. Cool. I'll ask you just one final question. If you had a dream project, if there was something that, you know, money wasn't an issue or whatever, and they were like, Katrina, this is the movie that you want to make. Is there a film you'd like to remake? Or is there a, you know, a comic book that you really love that you think could do with being up there on the big screen? Is there a role that you'd really like to do? What, what, would, your, what would your dream project be? One of the big ones, I'm sure a lot of girls probably say this, especially a lot of Brit girls, but... I mean, like, again, Tomb Raider was, and Lara Croft was, sure. like, one of my, I was, again, video games were a big thing, and Tomb Raider was one of the first video games that I played with a strong female lead, so to speak. Strong, by strong, I mean in the bosom area, but yeah. in general, as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was just, yeah, like, I think Angie was, you know, great in her own right, and I know that they're doing it again, so that was definitely, I for a long time, I mean, that was always, like, if I had, if money was no object, if I could do anything, then I would love to do Tomb Raider, right? Yeah. You know, and really, really do that. Um, but there are so many wicked characters and so many wicked, like, I mean, if you do read comic books, if you play video games, then there are so many characters and so many stories that are just amazing to tell. And yeah. hopefully I'll get to be part of them. Um, and if there was one bit of advice that you've been given or that you would like to impart on, uh, you know, a bit of wisdom, I guess, that you've, you've learnt, what bit of advice would you, um, have you been given that you would give to others? Um, I think listen to your inner child is so important. I think I spent a long time not listening to my inner child and it would still niggle at me saying, you still have to do this thing that you've always wanted to do that, you know, this is still you, you've got to remember this. And, but like, if I just spent more time nurturing and listening to my inner child, I probably wouldn't have wasted as much time. But I think follow your, follow your, like all the typical things, follow your dreams, follow yeah. your passion. But, but for real, like do, because you're more likely to put the passion and drive in to actually achieve something. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. As I said, like what I do, I love so much that it doesn't feel like work. So I could hard work is not really a thing. Like I could do that every day for what I do, you know? Yeah. Uh, and that's the dream, isn't it? Really? You know, if you're doing something that you love every day, then that's the, that's the important said, thing, isn't it? Love with the people you love. I think yeah. like it's the easiest way to like stay happy and stay young almost, you know, it's the world can be a dark place, but if you, kind of check some of those boxes like whatever it is just do what you love if that's what you love to do then that's what's gonna kind of sustain you you know sustain your soul well katrina i'm i'm very excited about any future projects that you do and, and make sure you keep in touch with us and just sort of let us know how it's uh, how it's all going thank you so much for having me it's been such a pleasure and thanks for the support and all that cool. and i really really appreciate it awesome well it's been great talking to you katrina thank you thank you so much thank you. take good care bye Wow, wow, wow. There we go. Katrina Durden. That was great. Really nice to speak to Katrina. Um, we wish her all the best here from the Kung Fu Movie Guide. Be sure to keep up to date with Katrina. You can follow her on Twitter 
and on Instagram as well. And if you want to find out any more information, uh, there's a profile on her on the Country Movie Guide. Uh, but there's also her official website, which is katrinadurden.com. So go and check that out. Um, that's about it. That's a wrap for episode 12. Thank you again for downloading and listening. Um, do send any feedback over to me uh, on the email address, hello at kungfumovieguide.com. I do like to hear from you guys. And also follow us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. And I will be back in two weeks' time with another episode of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast. Okay, take care, everyone. Bye for now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.